Welcome back to another edition of the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassinet. Chris, we are pretty much just down to football now before before we kind of close the chapter on fall sports. Uh, State volleyball wrapped up, two city champions in Lincoln Southwest and Lincoln Lutheran. Um, And so now it's, you know, kind of the the last stretch here of the fall. Uh, And football, we're going into the semifinals here. Kind of those top classes, I think we maybe not nailed a couple of weeks ago, but we had a general idea. It, it seems a lot of those came true. A lot of upsets, though, as as you move past A and B and and get into the the lower half into eight man and, and six man. So, but starting with Class A, kind of four schools we expected to to be right around there. You've got Westside playing Millard West on the top half of the bracket, Elkhorn South and Millard South. I, I think we've said all season it's a, a collision course for Westside, Millard, South, and it still kind of appears that way. But, you know, what can maybe Elkhorn South or Millard West do to to maybe steal a spot there in the final? Yeah, no real surprises here. Maybe Millard West, the five seed, getting in instead of Carney, the four seed, which whatever, that's a coin flip anyway. But, right. yeah, it, it looks how we thought it would look. It's it, it's hard to see anything other than a, a Westside, Millard, South final. Um Millard West, I think, has has some game breakers offensively where if they can maybe turn that into a shootout, that might be their chance. You know, when you hit a couple plays, big plays late with a guy like Jackson Williams, who's kind of their big th- play threat, one of the best big play guys in Class A. Um, Millard South has pitched two shutouts in the playoffs, which you, you look at what Millard South's done all year, and it's been it's been defense or been offense for them, and all of a sudden they're, they're shutting people out in addition to scoring points. So I got to see Alcorn South last Friday against Lincoln East, and um, Spartans had a chance to win that game. It basically came down to East made about one or two more mistakes. They miss a field goal. They lose a fumble that goes down, that Elkhorn South goes down and turns into a touchdown, and, and Elkhorn South wins a five-point game. And that was basically the difference. East East controlled the ball, controlled the clock, and, and got it to the fourth quarter and, and just didn't quite have enough. So you look at these games, I think it's going to take West Side or Millard South playing, playing an, an anomaly of a game uh, t- to get upset, and it's going to take the other two teams playing pretty well. And look, that can happen. We've seen it before, but you know, at the end of the day, the, those two are the are the heavy, heavy favorites, and it's really hard to see those two lose on Friday night and get setting up that big final. Yeah, it, of course, anything can happen in the playoffs. We we see it every year. We've seen it this year, uh, like I said, in, in eight man and six man. But you know, it's it, it seems like we're going to get the the title match we all kind of expected. So I was just do, I'm just sorry. I was just doing the math in my head here. I think the point spread is uh let's see 9403 about 200 not quite 200 to 6 between Millard South West Side and their opponents yeah. so far. So I mean that kind of tells you the gap exactly that exists. So yeah, it, we'll we'll see how it plays out but it looks like those two right now. Yeah, and when you look at, at class B, I, I I think 2 weeks ago this is the exact Four teams we expected to be yeah. in the semifinals. Um, you know, Bennington struggled a little bit with Norris. Uh, kind of expected that from a Norris team that um, you know down the stretch was playing really well. And, and then Waverly uh, it seems like they've kind of just been running the table here. They, of course, undefeated. Um, you know, they they shut out uh, Ralston. They put a you know forty five twenty one. 
Hastings had them, I believe it was 17 to 7 at halftime. Yeah. It might have been 40 to 7 after three quarters. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of ran away with it. Um, And then Scott, uh, we were talking about it before we started recording, but uh, Scott needed a big comeback and and a game winning field goal uh, to take down Blair. But this is, these are the four teams we expect to be here. And, you know, it's, I don't know. This is one where I think it kind of could go either way. Yeah. You you almost have two coin flips. Um, And, it's, it's weird to say with Bennington with a 37-game winning streak oh, going yeah. on. And, and like you said, Norris played them really tough and maybe kind of showed people the blueprint a little bit. Um, and Elkhorn North played Bennington earlier this year, lost 14 to nothing uh, in some pretty bad weather conditions. It was one of those days when it was super windy out. Yeah. And if you're going into the wind, you probably weren't scoring type deal. So that's there's not going to be unfamiliarity there uh, other than Bennington's been in this position several times now the past few years. They understand how it works in this round. That, that other semifinal should be really, really good. Waverly and Scott. Waverly, you know, avoided Scott, avoided Bennington, avoided Elkhorn North this year in the regular season schedule and took care of business against the teams they play. Now we get to see them against one of these top four teams. And I'm really excited about that. They get Scott at home, which I think is a big advantage. You don't have to drive to Omaha and play that game. Can Waverly's defense kind of do the job again? Blair was out to a 28-6 first quarter lead last week. I don't think Waverly's going to do that this week. Yeah. If they do, Waverly's going to win that game because Waverly plays better defense than Blair and plays better defense than a lot of teams in Class B. But it's going to be a deal where I think if if Waverly can play in front in that game or play from in front in that game, they're going to have a really good chance to win. And, again, it's it's a team in Scott that's familiar with this setting, with this round, with with the stakes and everything against a team that – has been to the semifinals a lot and hasn't gotten over the humps. So they've kind of got that monkey on their back a little bit. And this may be the best team they've had in that run. It, it certainly is from a record standpoint, from a wins and losses standpoint. So it, it is Waverly feeling pressure to, to take that next step and get to that final? I think that's an interesting dynamic you have to watch in this one. So I'll be there Friday night. I'm really looking forward to that one. Again, I think these are two games you could almost flip a coin either way and and, and get, get a good outcome. So it's going to be a fun Friday night in Class B. Yeah, it kind of feels like Bennington and Waverly are, are two teams that if they can get out by about 10, 14, yeah. not that the game's put away by any means, of course, like we said, you know, Scott comes back from a, a huge deficit, but yeah. kind of feels like those are two teams that if, if they can, as you mentioned, grab a lead early, you know, they can mold their offense to benefit their defense, maybe, you know, gas out the other team, and then you know, that's kind of when they strike and, yeah. uh, and you know, maybe they just eat clock the whole game. But, you know, and again, anything can happen. But uh, Waverly-Bennington feels like the matchup. I think that's kind of what we, we said from the start. But it, it's, you know, yeah, it's coin flip either way. W- Waverly playing for some history. I haven't made a state final since 1980. Uh, haven't won a title since 1975, which was the first year of the playoffs. Um, so it's a, a lot on the line for the Vikings right. in this one. There should be a fun night out there. And looking at C1, uh, Wahoo wins a uh, maybe ugly to put it put it yeah. nicely, but a, a twelve to seven a win. slugfest. We'll call right. it a slugfest sure. in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. and, and they take on a Sydney team that you know uh, was in a uh, a shootout. Kind of the uh, uh, duality there a little bit. Uh, and then on the bottom half, Ashland Greenwood takes care of business, and, and Boone Central. Oh yeah, they just won by forty nine points. Yeah. So um, again, looking at this, these are four teams we kind of expected to be here. Uh, Boone Central, especially Wahoo, 
Wahoo Sydney, I think, of, of these two, I mean, they're both interesting matchups, I, but we always say those teams out in the West, we don't see them that often. Mm-hmm. You know, if they go, if we go too far west of Kearney, we don't see them very often. So, um, but Wahoo's playing great ball, too. Yeah. I, you, you look at Sydney, you go, oh, Cinderella story, you know, panhandle team, haven't been in this while. And then you go back and look, oh, they're the four seed. They went seven and two this year. They spent time in the rankings. You know, this yeah. is, it's been a great year for the Red Raiders. And, and they, Look, they took out the defending champs in the last round and, and were up big early in that game. I think it was a, a three or four score lead early in that game. Pierce made a run out to make it close at the end, but Sydney's playing really, really good football right now, and, and you can't discount that. And, and again, Sydney watches Broken Bow go down the field at the end of the fourth quarter against Wahoo and have a chance in that game to throw into the end zone at the end of that game and maybe pull an upset. So you, they look at that game and they go, okay, yeah, Wahoo's 11 and 0. They're not invincible. And, and at the same time, Wahoo maybe gets snapped back to reality a little bit after they have a big one in the first round. Okay, we got pushed at home. Now we're at home again, and here comes a team that maybe sees us having a couple weaknesses. So I, I always love these matchups, West versus East, because it, it's a lot of times it's clashing styles. It's, like you said, it's teams that aren't familiar with each other. That's going to be really fun. Ashton Greenwood, Boone Central, obviously is going to be a great game. You know, Ashton's only loss is to Wahoo in a one-score game early in the year. Boone Central's been number one all year. They started the year preseason number one. Haven't moved off that spot. They've outscored their foes 105-14 to in their two playoff games. <laughs> They've been dominant. So that's going to be really, really fun. That's two programs that that we've seen you know, late in the playoffs before. I believe they played in the final, if, if I'm not mistaken, several years ago, or in a semifinal, you know, a few years ago. They're used to seeing each other in this round. That's going to be a great atmosphere uh, up in Albion. Really fun game. I think Wahoo Sydney is going to be a, a really fun game. Maybe the most the most fun class out of these out of mm-hmm. these seven semifinals because I think it's two just really interesting games with four interesting teams. Yeah, and again, it's kind of... Uh... Yeah, we we expected Boone Central to be in this, this position, like you said, number one all year. So it's it's hard to, you know, say they aren't maybe a, a favorite here un, until, you know, you see them against Ashton Greenwood. And yeah, maybe that's it, that's probably the tougher. If they were going to pick out any of those three teams to have to play in the semifinals, I'm guessing they would not have picked Ashton Greenwood yeah. first. They'd probably pick them fourth uh, out of those four teams. So, and, and Wahoos, you know, they started the year in the top 10. Thought they'd be okay, you know, top ten type team. They've just they've run the table. They've been really good. Sydney, the kind of same thing. Fringy, Ashton Greenwood, we knew would be pretty good, but lost some guys from last year. So it, it's it's just it's three teams that maybe we didn't quite expect to be here, and then one that we did, and and that's what makes this this stuff fun. Yeah, looking at C two uh, to wrap up the eleven man classes, Norfolk Catholic, of course, surprise, in the semifinal. Surprise, yeah. yeah, exactly. No surprises to anybody there. Uh, Fillmore Central beats Malcolm. Uh, that was a game that we kind of said would would likely happen and likely be a toss up, and uh, yeah. you know, Fillmore Central comes out on top of that uh, with a ten point win. And looking at the bottom half, Ord, we kind of thought, okay, if they can, you know, we, we thought maybe Bishop mm-hmm. uh, Newman would get past Mitchell. Of course, then Ord gets Mitchell. I don't want to say that's the easier of the two matchups, but you know, Ord maybe takes a deep breath, not having to see Bishop as an uh, as an eleven seed. Yeah, um, and then Utan. Uh, gets through Hastings, St. Cecilia, and Oakland Craig. So, uh, you know, the bottom half, you know, you kind of probably lead Ord there, but uh, Norfolk Catholic, Fillmore Central will, 
be an interesting test for Norfolk Catholic. Yeah, as big a game as Fillmore Central's had in several years, certainly. And and, and you're kind of talking history a little bit, an, an unbeaten season right now for Fillmore Central on the line. You're playing, you know, the cream of the crop, as good of a program as there is in the state of Nebraska. I, I think we all knew Norfolk Catholic would be good. I didn't know if we think we, we thought they would dominate C2 like they have this year. They, I mean, they've beaten everybody in the rankings and beaten them soundly, and, and they're the heavy, heavy favorites. But they haven't seen Fillmore. Fillmore had to rally last week. I think they were down 14 nothing, maybe 20 to nothing in that game. Had to come back. Dominated that game after the first quarter, first quarter and a half. It's, it's interesting. And Fillmore Central's got to make the drive up to Norfolk. You go into that game if you're Fillmore Central with nothing to lose, obviously. Right. You know, it's kind of the old cliche, all the pressures on them. Well, Norfolk Catholic, they may not even feel pressure because <laughs> they're here every – this is like a regular season game for the Knights. So that's going to be interesting, I think, to watch. I, I really have been impressed with UTAN in the bottom of that bracket. I watched them play Bishop Newman earlier in the year, and Bishop Newman won that game. Then you start going back and looking, six points in the first-round game, six points in the quarterfinal game against a really good Oakland Craig team. They've, they've got a guy, Derek Wacker, preferred walk-on commit here at Nebraska. So they've got, you know, at this level especially, they've got that guy that can be a game-breaker, you know, at that level. Or we kind of knew was going to be here. They, they have a, a really, really good rushing attack. They're in the semifinals for the third time in four years, I think. A lot of familiarity there. A lot of people said before the season, this might be Ward's best team in this room they've been on. And, and they had a couple early losses, one to Norfolk Catholic, one to Battle Creek, and have kind of just quietly – trucked along since then so yeah you're probably right i think the the two favorites are pretty clear it's probably norfolk catholic and ord but again you when you get to this point you're playing teams that are playing well and then certainly mm-hmm. fillmore central playing very well utan's playing very well they've gotten a little more healthy and they've got a puncher's chance that's all you can ask for in the semifinals yeah obviously it's all about getting hot at the right time the unfortunate part is if you're hot at the right time the team you're playing probably is too exactly at this point uh going into eight man d1 you know, I think a, a team that we we talked a lot about uh, potentially making a, a final appearance was Cross County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy Creek uh, kind of put it on them. I, I believe they were up uh, twenty eight. Maybe it was twenty eight nothing at halftime. It was yeah thirty eight six in the second half. Yeah, yeah it was so a big, big lead. they were up big. Uh, you know, Cross County obviously had to try to make a comeback there. Stanton wins by thirty points. Kind of the their mo. Just, yeah. Can we get to fifty first? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then on the bottom half, you got Crofton and EMF. Uh, you know, State and Sandy Creek stands out to me because it, it seems like you know Sandy Creek's had some close games, and then they kind of just broke it open against a good cross county team. Yeah, yeah. That's Sandy Creek's got one of the best players in the class, Ethan Shaw, who's their quarterback. Um, Rush, one of those kind of dual threat guys. If you remember Aiden Cooster from Neely Oakdale <laughs> last year, kind of in that same vein. The numbers aren't quite as ridiculous as what Cooster had, but they're they're in that vein. He's, that's a that's a you know a thirteen hundred yard rusher, a fifteen hundred yard passer, kind of does it all for him. Stanton last year made a run with a really good sophomore class, and all those kids obviously are juniors and playing key roles. They're big, physical, tough. They're built for playoff football because they're just going to pound the rock at you all night and make you stop it and wear you out. And if it gets you know like it should be in November, if it's cold, that that's a good strategy to have. I don't know if it's going to be all that cold Friday night, but. Yeah, that, that should be a really fun game because I think it's it's two kind of different styles of play, two teams that can score a ton of points, um, and you start going through that. That's that's 11-0 and 11-0, and somebody's got to lose it, somebody's got to win it. But that, that, that to me is like the classic, like that game that's like 56-54. Yeah. You, know, you always see one of those in the playoffs kind of randomly. That's That screams – 
that to me. I think that game's going to be a total shootout. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Crofton's averaging like 65 points a game this year, just just dominating people. EMF has Brecken Schluter, the running back, who's leading the state in rushing over 2,000 yards. He's the first, I think, only guy so far only two, over 2,000 yards this year uh, in, in any class um, in Nebraska. They take out St. Pat's, who was number one in our ratings all year long. Um, I think a consistent con- consensus number one, yeah. you know, most of the year, if not all year long there. So, again, two, you got one loss and zero losses there. Your four semifinalists have combined for one loss in, mm. in D1. So, that's it's just it's going to be really high-level football. I think you're going to see at least one of those games turn into a really big shootout, maybe both of them big shootout. You're talking maybe – 200 points combined between those the, the, those two games, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah, then looking at at, at D2, uh, who I think was, you know, maybe our consensus favorite uh, at least a couple weeks ago, Johnson Brock, uh, falls to Sand Hill Stedford, and it wasn't really close. No, that's that was a surprise, yeah. And sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but no. yeah, Sand Hill Stedford's been in, been in a couple finals in recent years. Again, a team that knows how to win. Another guy that's around two thousand yards rushing. Um, I'm I'm blank on his name. Sorry, Sandhill Stedford fans, if you're out there <laughs> listening. I uh, had a great year. South Loop, season long, one or two in most of the polls. Uh, surprise, surprise, Howells Dodge. There they are, two losses. Playing, playing. Why not? One of the teams that beat them this year, I believe, it was like a twelve to six game, something like that. You know, a one score game. Two, two, two rematches here. Um, Sandhill Stedford beat, or excuse me, South Loop beat Sandhill Stedford late in the regular season. Why not be Howells Dodge, as we just said earlier this season? Four teams that, that have some experience in this situation. South Loop was in a final, I believe, in 2017. Um, why not? Always there. Howells Dodge, always there. Sandhill Stafford's been there a bunch. The the Certainly the most experienced set of semifinalists, I think, in any of the classes when you're talking about playoff experience and those types of things. So four games that I think are going to be really, really competitive, really, really close. We just talked about two shootouts uh, in the D1 bracket and D2. These might be a pair of one-score games, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, kind of the low-scoring, tough, hard-fought games you kind of expect this time of year. So it, it, it's going to be fun to watch those games play out. Can, can Howells Dodge kind of reverse that? that decision from the last time they're playing well obviously we know that we and we knew that first round game between Howells Dodge and Ainsworth whoever was going to win that one was going to have a pretty good chance to make a run to the final and then then Howells Dodge beats a really good Dundee County team in the in the quarterfinals by a touchdown scores late to win that game so they're tough they're proven a lot of these teams are tough and proven that's that's what makes this round of finals you've got four teams here that that all deserve to be in in Lincoln for that final yeah it's kind of the opposite of D1 right it's where that one might be you know, who can score 50 first? This might be who can score 20 exactly. first. Exactly, yeah. Um, and yeah, Howell's Dodge. I, I think it'd be easy to look at, you know, this D2 bracket and go, well, they're the 11 seed, you know. Yeah. But seeding only matters so much, yeah. right? Now, obviously, especially in the playoffs. But I, I think it was uh, kind of incredible. Everyone saw Howell's Dodge at 11 was like, well, that doesn't really, that doesn't matter for them. Yeah, it, yeah. It, This is just a position that they put themselves into year after year and, you know, it's it's really no shock that they're in a semifinal. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Looking at six man, you know we we had maybe uh, uh, you know said some concerns for Parkview Christian. Two losses here last year. They had one loss. Um, it, it felt like you know it was not an easy run to the title game, but you kind of felt pretty comfortable like okay well if they can you know win a rematch here and there and then uh get there they're, they're probably the, the best team in six man now you look uh you know we kind of thought they'd run into potter dicks 
you know, Potter Dix was averaging almost 56 points a game. Oh, yeah, they they blanked him yeah, on the road. 51 nothing after driving 350 miles. Right. Yeah. You shut him out on the road, you know, in the, in the first game against Cody Gilgore, another team that, you know, year after year scores a bunch of points. They beat them 48 at home. So now, you know, down there, they, they face Hay Springs, who, you know, got themselves into a shootout with Arthur County, another team that we thought, oh, well, how does Arthur County not at least make a semifinal? Yep. So now you, we go from, well, just can Parkview defend their title? You know, is, is it enough? And now all of a sudden they're just playing the best defense that, that they maybe have all year. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's what P.J. Book said before the season. They said it was going to have to be kind of weird for six men. They were going to have to play defense and, and try, try and win low-scoring games. And and they've done that by and large. Sumner Eddieville Miller was the only game that got away from them early in the year. They lost to Pawnee City 18-13, to 13, you know, for their other loss. So not exactly getting embarrassed in that game. And, Again, you get into the playoffs, you have a team with experience who's been there, you play good defense, it doesn't matter how many guys are on the field, that's that's a that's a winning recipe, and you have to give credit here to Hay Springs, too. They lost to Arthur County 80-6 to in the regular season, 80-6. to They started the year 0-3, got some guys back from injuries, got healthy, and when you say some guys in six man, that might be half your starting sure, lineup, exactly. you know, and they've played really, really well, scoring 66 and 58 in the first two rounds of the playoffs, beat a team that a lot of us thought, yeah, can, can make a run to the final in Arthur County. And, and now here they are. They're making a 405-mile drive out to Lincoln to play Parkview Christian, 1.30 p.m. on a Friday. If you want to clock out of work early, go check out a little six-man ball. That'd be a good one to go check out. Can Hay Springs stay hot? Can they can they rise to the occasion? Uh in a tough road environment, having to drive all that way, mm-hmm. take on a team that, like you said, has not has been pretty stingy defensively after you've scored all these points offensively. Can can Parkview score a couple early? Can they get that to twelve nothing, fourteen nothing, and and make Hay Springs maybe a little uncomfortable in mm-hmm. that game and and have to rush? If if you do if they do that, you kind of like the Patriots' chances, I think. And then you know in that other game, another rematch. Wilcox Sildreth had the lead at halftime on SEM in the regular season. These are long-time conference rivals in every sport going back decades. And SCM's been, you know, pretty well consensus number one since they knocked off Parkview 54 to 6 early in the year. They've really kind of taken taken care of business in the playoffs. They went 28-7 last week, just kind of a whole hum, clock in, do the job, clock right. out type situation. This one's going to be different. This is a game that, that Wilcox can win. They're going to have to go on the road to do it. They they got them at home the last time, but but they have the formula. They have the plan. And so, yeah, you, you look at this, you say, oh, yeah, SEM Parkview, that's probably the final. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it'd be a lot of fun concerning the history between these two teams right. running back to last year. But Hay Springs and Wilcox Hildreth both have very real chances, I think, to advance this title game. Yeah, Parkview Christians is essentially in a position where, you know, can they make a couple of stops early? Yep. And or maybe a turnover, take away something along the lines, turn those into points. And yeah, if they can, they're kind of a team that when they make a stop, if they can just snowball that into points, it's it's just yeah, like you said, it, will Hay Springs get uncomfortable? And and that's kind of you know the Patriots' job is make the Hawks uncomfortable. Yeah. So, uh, for Chris Baston, I'm Colton Stone. We will have all of the coverage of the semifinals this week uh, on the Journal Star, uh, and then next week. Championship. Championship week. Six-man game next Friday the 17th. Start with the other state finals at Memorial Stadium the following Monday. Think week Monday of Thanksgiving, Tuesday of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week. We'll have coverage wall-to-wall, top-to-bottom, left-to-right, up-and-down. <laughs> we'll have a little cover for you, journalstar.com.